your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All righty, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. Happy Saturday, everybody. I hope you're getting used to the schedule. It's Saturday. You made it through the week, and now you're just enjoying the weekend, chilling, drinking a beer, sitting in your recliners, whatever the case might be. See, I did come up with something clever for Saturday because I'm starting to get used to that. So if you guys don't know, I changed up the schedule. You know what? You guys already know. If you're new to this podcast series, just look back, and I'll explain why I'm posting on a Saturday. I don't feel like explaining it again. So if you hadn't checked out the last two episodes, I am doing a three-part trilogy. It's part three today, ladies and gentlemen, of the mock draft, and you've heard all our picks from one through ten of who we're going to select. I picked Jamie Drysdale. If you guys hadn't known, I say the Devils should get some defense because our defense is horrendous to say the least let's just be nice about this and uh yeah so basically you guys heard picks one through ten and you're just going to be here in the latter uh end of our conversations because you know we made our picks we made our selections we gave our reasoning and now it's just basically an open hockey discussion between me and nine other colleagues or well, well, technically seven because there's multiple teams with multiple picks, but you, you you get the point. So anyway, I am really excited for this draft. I hope we can do another roundtable on draft night and do our reaction, see who was spot on, who was a little off. Personally, I don't think the Devils will draft a defensive man, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did. And if they do go with a defensive man, you'd be crazy not to select Jamie Drysdale from Erie. So I'm just putting that out there. So uh, Devils front office, if you're listening to this, if you're going to draft a defensive man, draft Jamie Drysdale because I feel like this kid could put up a couple Norris trophies if he tried. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, consider that. So, uh, yeah, you basically heard me talk long enough. I've got really nothing else to state. It's going to be an open hockey discussion with my lock on colleagues again i love doing this crossover because it's just all of us in one room or technically on one zoom call and we're just all discussing hockey in general uh questioning our picks questioning the future of our team uh things of that nature giving each other shout outs because like you like i said if if you guys don't know usually when i do a crossover when i bring in a guest i like to give them a shout out in the description by giving them their twitter but since there's like seven to ten other people i don't have time to do that so we're all going to give our twitter handles and where we can find each other but yeah you know what? I think I've rambled on long enough. Let's bring back everybody in and let's have this open hockey discussion. I'm looking forward to it. But first, I need to inform you guys something really important. All right, everybody. How much does this relate to you? You just need some sort of energy boost. You just need to break through that wall. You need something great, delicious, but at the same time, very healthy so that way you can go about your day and still look great. Well, I have the thing for you. You've heard about Built Bar. Well, they now have Built Go, but what is Built Go, you might ask? Well, break through your wall, whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Easy to take in a 1.5 ounce packages. Put in a briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. Your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to go through the day, or consume it when you just need some energy to watch the New Jersey Devils play. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's 5-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with third of the caffeine and better results. 
Three delicious flavors. Peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. This stuff is great. I've already had a few and I'm already bouncing off the walls. I have so much energy right now. Bilco combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing so it gets into the system fast plus it's easy to the stomach. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Now I'm going to give you an offer that you can't refuse. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. There we go. I repeat it. So now you have no excuse. Let's go, baby. The Kings could mess everything yeah, they, up. They could, and, and I think that you know Rob Blake does kind of play it safe. I don't think he's going to go totally off the board. Stutzel is going to be interesting to see where he goes because I've seen some mock drafts and some you know draft analysis, draft ranking that has him a little further down and falling to teams a little further in that top 10. And so it really does hinge so much on what Rob Blake and his scouting staff decide to do is going to impact so much of the rest of the order. And, and you know, I, I think about the year that um, Columbus selected Pierre-Luc Dubois and everyone was like, why are you picking this kid? Like, he's not, you're going totally off the board. And they were like, he is the player who is the best for us. He's going to suit the needs that we have. We need someone down the middle. And now years later, he is a superstar for that team and he is going to be, you know, the number one center for that team for a long time, unless they, you know, do something crazy. It's Columbus, who knows? Uh, But, you know, I I think of that draft of someone jumping up because a team saw their organizational need and they took that more seriously or put more importance on that than they did on who is the best guy at this position. So I think there's a lot of choices that are going to be real weird, maybe. Sarah, do you think that there's any chance Rob Blake selects a defenseman at number two? I, I think like I, I think that it's he keeps saying he he has, you know, three or four guys that he's thinking about, and one of them has to be a defenseman. Yes. I, I, I know I would. Keep thinking, Rob. I've talked about it on, on my show, but like they don't have another Drew Doughty. They don't have another number one guy anywhere in the pipeline. Um, Drew Drew Doughty in his prime, let's say, instead of Drew Doughty now. Uh, But they they don't have that. That is a big spot of weakness for the team. And so you look at uh, uh, Jamie Drysdale, who, uh, as I've said when I was on uh, your guys' show, the Senators' show, I watched clips of him, and I was like, holy crap, this guy is a video game. Like, he's wild to watch. And so I, I think that they're probably considering it, I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen. And I, I would kind of like to see it just because it would create such chaos in the draft. We're so used to just everything kind of going how we expect it to do. Um, I don't know that Rob Blake is the agent of chaos this year, but it's like a whole week worth of shows if he did. Sarah, yeah, well, you, you, you and I both know Rob Blake. You know that he would be the kind of guy that would do that. <laughs> Let's hope so. Okay. So, Let's say a crazy situation. Drysdale goes to obviously sends take byfield. Nolan, are you going with Stutzel at that point? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Easy. Put yeah. him a cider on the I German national team and let absolutely. him go. Absolutely. I tweeted yeah. out a video the other day. It was just Mo Cider walking out of the uh, I saw, I team saw. Germany locker room and with he was the just C? Yeah, he had the C oh, right? dude. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what uh shake that M M&M, Akon just just shouting it in his uh, little German accent. It was beautiful. I'm like, this is the future. 
I've never Matt been. You guys get Stutzler now. Just uh, that's what I'm saying. Byfield. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, and you guys get Byfield, so it's a good consolation prize. And then we duke it out in the in the Atlantic for. Yeah, until February, until yeah. <laughs> Nothing screams future like a song that's 13 years old. <laughs> hey, um, a man who respects his tradition, which is a good thing in this in this city. Nolan, while while I have your attention, uh, so the Detroit Red Wings obviously acquire Mark Stahl. Don't know why he's awful uh, from the Rangers. And uh, John, it has been confirmed that uh, Lundqvist will be. Uh, waived by the um by the um or bought out bought out by the um rangers i don't know if you saw that but um yeah. what, was, what was the point of that mark stall trade again because that doesn't make i mean it makes sense for the rangers because i wouldn't want him on my team but why would you take uh mark stall like what what, what well, is he gonna bring well so basically they didn't uh did you know they traded future considerations for him which uh might likely be nothing like chris draper was traded for one dollar uh, and a future considerations trade. That's like one of the famous stories around Detroit. But the idea behind it is basically you buy a second round draft pick by offering the Rangers the chance to get that contract off of their books because the Red Wings have ample cap space. So you say, you know what, because we suck and we don't have any good hockey players worth paying any money, we're going to do ourselves a favor and hopefully eventually get a player that we, we can pay money later on down the road with this second round pick that we pretty much it's it's literally buying a draft pick yeah the red wings i mean i i don't want to speak for the red wings you know obviously i have a flop on rain i have a on rangers but i think from their perspective they don't realistically see themselves competing next season so they can say all the right things like oh you know we're happy to have mark Stahl, blah 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 but really they're just they're okay with overpaying him for just one season because they know they're not going to win the stanley cup next season anyway so it's worth it to just overpay mark Stahl for one year and then either trade him at the deadline next season or just move on from him uh, when his contract expires again the next season. I mean, I, I, Nolan, would you agree with that? Yeah, and I, I think, you know, obviously there's an element to it too of he's a veteran guy in the locker room, and I think sometimes that gets a little bit overblown or maybe overvalued. But I think Mark Stahl, of all people, I mean, 999 games with the Rangers, just a, the consummate professional, uh, was a shutdown defenseman on that blue line for a long, long time. And when you look at the Red Wings team last year, like – uh, I, I think the big problem is it's not that they weren't good players, but they weren't good players who added any value long-term or short-term. Mark Stell, whatever it may be, as, as marginal as it might be, has some sort of long-term value simply by being a presence when Mo Sider comes up for his NHL tryout, when uh, Jared McIsaac, if he, if he gets a crack at the NHL this year, Phil Peronik, those guys, as they're trying to learn the game, learn from somebody who they know – has been around the block and, and it's not like just learning from Trevor Daly, which uh, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> I, I, I just went to a place there. I don't know. <laughs> I think there is one thing that we haven't talked about that is kind of a bit of a bull in the room because it's going to be, I, I think it has the potential to cause a huge change in the rankings. And I think that's going to be Askarov. I think Askarov right now is just sitting there. He remains probably. Of the goaltending prospects, I, I'm not really into taking prospects who are goalies at top 10 picks, but if you are going to use one, I think there is an okay argument that Askarov presents an unbelievably rare mixture of physical talent, technique, and just superhuman reflexes where I think people start to think about it. I mean, the stuff that he's doing in the KHL, 
I think he's like, what, 18? It's just not fair. I mean, like the kid is, he's genuinely gifted. And I think one of the top 10 teams is going to take a flyer. And unfortunately for the Wild, I kind of worry it's going to be the Wild. I don't, that necessarily know if that's, I don't necessarily know if that's worrisome, though, because we even debated. Uh, I think there's a lot of fans that are like, never take a goalie in the first round. Don't, don't do that. But I think that when you look at Yaroslav Askarov and you see some of the, the, the scouting reports, on him, and then they use words like generational goalie talent and super athlete and all this stuff. I'm like, it is more, it is actually something that you put up for debate now. And it's something that we, uh, my, Tony, my co-host on Lockdown Wild, we debated uh, a couple weeks ago. I mean, that is something that, like, ideally, no, you're right. You probably don't take them. But if, if, the, if the draft board, you know, before the Wild goes, um, and it shakes out differently than, say, like we, what we did here, maybe, maybe Ottawa doesn't take Jack Quinn at number five again, you know, and, and you get the, the, the Lundell and the um, – and the Rossi and the Perfettis, they kind of go a little bit sooner than that. You, you, you're going best player available. And like I said, generational talent is not something that's often thrown around. That uh, And the Wild certainly need goaltending. And I know they've got some some up-and-comers, but, I mean, the idea is – Nowhere near you, Askarov. At yeah. 18, yeah, right. At 18 years old, if you got somebody that can come in in a couple of years, uh, I know he's got the Russian factor, and they've already kind of dealt with that with Kaprizov, but, like – Look, if you got somebody that's going to come in and it's going to be a franchise goaltender for years, I mean, look at look at uh, Vasilevsky. He's a good Stanley yep. Cup winner. Obviously, that's obviously one of those things, but that's kind of who Askarov was was performing just as well in the KHL at 18 years old. So That's the name I was going to throw out there was Vasilevsky. He was I another first-rounder. I do think at nine, if the draft board shakes out, that it is more than just a debate. It's an actual consideration. Now, I do think that they do need to take a center prospect, but I wouldn't necessarily hate it if that's the way that they went. Who's most likely to take Askarov, do you think? I hear uh, Carolina a lot if he falls to where Carolina's picking, which is, I think, 13. Um I've heard a lot of people suggest that they're, they, they don't really have a, a strong goaltending pipeline, and that has been a weakness for the Hurricanes for uh, quite some time, is not really having anyone in net who is useful. Uh, and so that, that's what I've been hearing a lot, is that they're kind of looking at him. I have this weird feeling Freddie Anderson's going to end up in Carolina. I don't know what it is. I know they drafted him way back in the day, never played for him. I just have this weird feeling. Toronto and Carolina, they've made trades before. You saw the Patrick Marlowe for a first-rounder just last year, and uh, there's been some rumblings that Carolina's a team that really wants Freddie Anderson. Now, this is a situation, and I cover the Leafs at 1050 uh, TSN all all the time, and they're not leaving without a number one goalie. So it would be a situation where the free agent market is what it is with Braden Holpe with Robin Leonard, although I think he's going to re-sign Jacob Markstrom as well. There's a lot of options that if, if Toronto can unload the five and a half that Anderson's making for an asset, they could reallocate that by wooing a free agent to come in without any assets given up. So you're, you're, you're making it sound like it's going to be a mid-first round pick, either somewhere between 13 to 15 at this point. For, for Askarov? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a fair place to put him. And how fun would it be if he went to Toronto at 15? If they oh, got God. rid of Anderson, they sign a one-year ticket with Braden Holpe or something like that, T- sell a goalie on the chance to win with the core that the Leafs have, and then you, you get your franchise guy in a couple of years. I think if he falls to 15, which I don't think he will, I think he'll go closer to 10, but 
that would be uh, quite the scenario, all for Kasperi Kapanen uh, going the other way. So Although that's something to consider, which we have not talked about, is uh, there's going to be the flat salary cap this year because of you know everything that's happened. But also you have the looming expansion draft in less than a year. So that's something else to kind of think about a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you don't want to have two goalies where it's an easy choice. Mm-hmm. We'll get another flurry Murray situation. <laughs> well, guys, it has been a blast doing the mock draft. I can't wait to see how right or wrong all of us are. Uh, I'm going to go just in order in the way my screen is to uh, give you all one last chance to pitch yourselves, your shows, and any anything that you want your last words to be on today's show. Uh, Ross and Brandon from Locked on Sends. Where can people find you? What's up? What's your last thought? Pilsy, I've talked too much to tell you. Well, you can find us on Twitter at SendCentral, the Locked On Senators podcast. We've been pumping out interviews for this draft like crazy. The draft for the Senators has been the most exciting thing in over 200 days. We haven't played a game of hockey in a while, as like most of you. So we're excited to draft an elite goal scorer with pick number five. I'll let Ross take number three, the uh, the summary there. But pick number five, Jack Quinn, right in her own backyard in Ottawa. 52 goals in the OHL. That's not too shabby at all. There's an elite goal scoring right winger that we're penciling in our lineup for the next decade. Yeah, so I mentioned that he would be choice number two at right wing. I think positionally it is what it is for Ottawa. At three, you have to take a center. At, right, at five, you have to take a right wing. And there's so many defensemen in that 15 to 50 range. And they're, the range on these defensemen are crazy. And they all have some sort of upside, whether it's offensive, defensive. That's where Ottawa has to build on the back end, take some risks. Because they do have seven picks in the first two rounds. Nine in the first 70 picks of this NHL draft. So... The, the flexibility is there. Will they make all those picks? No. But Pierre Dorian is going to be the busiest man in hockey. And just to finish off, they have nine players signed for next season. So the amount of movement that they have with their roster right now, they're $23 million under the floor, not the cap, the floor. So he's going to be a very interesting man to watch uh, going forward here, coming to the draft. All right. Thanks, guys. John with Locked on Rangers, where can people find you? And any last thoughts? Yes, so you can find me on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And as far as last thoughts here, definitely tune into Lockdown Rangers. We're going to be talking about, uh, well, certainly Henrik Lundqvist, because it sounds like he indeed is going to be brought out tomorrow. We might have to dedicate an entire week to Henrik Lundqvist. We'll see what we do there. Uh, Mark Stahl, you know, we've talked a little bit about the trade there. The two longest tenured Rangers uh, seemingly now both going to be on their way. And obviously, we'll continue talking about the draft, continue talking about upcoming crazy, all that good stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun on Lockdown New York. All right, thank you. Jason, Locked on Ducks, you're up. Quack, 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 quack. Um, first off, just to make Sarah Avampato laugh, we are not the home of the Cow Palace. <laughs> we are home to the Anaheim Mighty Ducks because I still freaking call them that. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, you can find my show at LO underscore Ducks, and you can follow me personally at StimpyJD, where no one here cares about hockey at all. I hate to say it, but as of right now, no one in SoCal gives a damn about hockey because the Lakers are in the finals and the Dodgers are in the playoffs. So really, no one cares. Well, I shouldn't say that. There are people that care because I'm still getting emails and still getting questions. Fine. But you know what I'm going to do next tomorrow? I'm going to watch the Dodgers. I'm going to watch the Lakers. So there may be some baseball and basketball talk on my show 
or the next couple of weeks. Uh, but what else? Yeah, just follow me on Stay Big JD. It's going to be a lot of fun. Check it out. Kings and Ducks. And quack, 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 quack. Irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our teams are sadly irrelevant in, in Southern California right now. Joe from Locked on Wild, where can people find you? Any last thoughts, etc. First, I uh, appreciate you having me on. You can definitely follow our Twitter account, Locked on Wild. Um, you can follow me personally at Boo number 15 on Twitter as well. And uh, really just uh, if you're looking for Minnesota Wild content, you can follow my written work as well as my co-host written work, Tony Abbott, at uh, 10krinks.com. We are uh, a part of a media company called Zone Coverage here in the Twin Cities that uh, covers all sports, but we cover specifically the Minnesota Wild and pretty much everything there. And we'll have uh, loads and loads of draft content there as well. So check that out. It's 10krinks.com and Locked On Wild. Nolan from Locked On uh, Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. You can follow me personally at Nolan Bianchi. Tune in. It's a good mix of uh, shenanigans and uh, analysis and updating you guys and everything that's going on with the Red Wings organization. We do these things lately called How Do You Feel About It Friday where you don't even need to be a fan of the Red Wings to tune in. Uh, We just ask each other blank. How do you feel about it for 30 straight minutes. Some, some of it's Red Wings, some of it's hockey, some of it's, you know, apple. we end up deciding to, A, do an apple cider tasting taste test, blind taste test on a, on a live stream, and also decided to get an ant farm named the Manthony Ant Farm on those episodes. So it, it's a lot of fun. Go check it out. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Lockdown Red Wings. Uh, we'll see you guys there. That's amazing. Trey from Locked on Devils, where can people find you? And uh, any last thoughts for us? Where can you find me? Find me on Twitter, Trey Matt 4 T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T, and the number four. You can find me on Instagram, Trey Emery Matthews. You can also find me on Snapchat. That is the same as my Twitter, so rewind if you want to know that. Whether I add you back or not is totally up to me. And my final thought is, New Jersey, please do not Fudge this up, okay? And if anybody out there is listening in the front office position, please take Subban. Please take Zajac. We'll give a, we'll take a bag of potato chips in in return. We just need their contracts gone, please. Well, give us a McDonald's meal, something. We'll see what phone calls we can make. <laughs> and closing things out with Harrison from Locked On Jets. Where can people find you and all that great stuff? Well, if you make the unfortunate decision to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at HLLivingLoco, where I talk about the Jets and mostly rant about all the sports teams that I love that suck. Um, You can also follow our podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. My final thought is, please, for the love of all that is good and holy, do not trade Patrick Line. 2020 sucks. And the last thing I want to see is Line wearing somebody else's jersey. I'm already dying inside. Don't hurt me anymore, please. It's been a long season. been a long year. The last thing, I, I can't deal with more bad Jets news. Let's let's just have a happy line A, the happy line A day. We get a good draft. We take another finish center. Go Jets go. And for Locked On Kings, I'm Sarah Avampato. You can find my show at Locked On LA Kings. I'm on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. That's W-R-I-T-E said Sarah with an H. And uh, my final thoughts, I'm kind of leaning into Rob Blake, Agent of Chaos. I think that that would be really fun and would give me, yeah, like a whole week's worth of shows of people just wanting to come on the show to be like WTF. So (laughs) Rob Blake, give me something weird.
going to happen. Love it. <laughs> Support that. Thank you to all of you guys for jumping on our special draft, our mock draft show, and we will see very soon how right or wrong we all were. So I hope you guys enjoyed this trilogy episode of the roundtable mock draft between these Locked On podcast hosts and myself. It was a lot of fun to do. The pleasure is always mine, gentlemen and ladies. Uh, I always enjoy doing this, and I hope we could do it again during draft night, and we will all see how accurate our predictions are. Like I said many, many, many times, if all teams before us select like forwards, I believe we will get Drysdale if the Devils elect to go with a defensive man. But you know what? That's a tale to be foreseen. Let, let, let's see what happens. Because I don't work for the Devils front office. So anything can happen. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what they're going to lean towards. But I say defense because we need some defensive men to develop. So that's about all I have the time I have for you guys today. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch y'all on Tuesday. Or Monday, technically, that's why I wrote, uh, you get the point. I'll see you in the next episode.